How are you, Lisa? I can't believe there's a Ninja Turtle and a baseball player behind you. Yeah, I got Chris but, Bryant right here. I got Michelangelo. I got my little Michael Jordan starting lineup right there. Bam. Oh, so I show you, but you've seen my Rodman dolls, right? Oh, fuck yeah. I've seen them. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. My favorite okay. thing about visiting you was Miley Cyrus coming out of the shower in like a soapy <laughs> poster. Yeah. And then you also had the Rodman stuff and Simpsons galore. Yeah. Um, I have had such a Chicago two days. I did Cole's open mic last night, Mike Bridenstine's podcast. Today I did Parlor Car, and now I'm talking to you. Perfect. You know what? I love that you're Chicagoing it up during your quarantine. Let me ask you right off the bat, and I know I just switched to like an interviewer voice, in which I'm not about. I'm not about that shit. You know that. Do you like doing stand-up comedy over Zoom? I haven't done it yet. So this is uh, my take. Yes, I love it. I need it. I want it. And it makes me remember, like, the past. Yeah, I like telling jokes. It's, like, what I like, you know? I like being funny. I like seeing other comics. I like seeing people laugh. And sometimes you get to hear people laugh. And in the beginning, so much of it was, like, oh, when this is over, when this is over. But, like, this is our new normal. And so if this is how comedy or I have to learn iMovie or now I'm making videos or, you know, whatever needs to happen, I guess this is it. So I'm not going to fight it. Yeah, you have to adapt. I haven't done one yet. I got asked to do one, but I legitimately couldn't do it um, because, like, time zone stuff. So, like, when Nicole works, you know, I'm putting the kids to bed, so I can't do, like, an 8 o'clock show. That's impossible for me, depending. And um, with the times, sometimes when I do a New York one, here it's, like, at 2 p.m. I'm like, yeah. It's it's pretty silly, but I like I like it so much. Well, that's good. That gives me some some hope for it because when I first heard Zoom shows, I was like, oh come on, because I love the instant gratification you get from a live audience. The live audience is what drew me to stand up. So this is the thing: aren't you missing something in your brain from the serotonin, the adrenaline, the attention, the claps? Like sometimes I'm just talking with friends, and when I hear when I get a laugh, I'm like, okay, someone's got it. You know, like even hearing four comics laugh at what you're saying or one host to me gives me enough. Or like yesterday at the open mic, people do jazz hands and you see people laugh. You might not hear it, but like you see people laugh and it does give me a good, I like it. Yeah. You know what? It was funny. I did, um, remember our old friend, Gary Lee? I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so pitbulls. he's, yeah. He he's taught got, me how to love pit bulls. Oh, he did? Well, it's not, yeah. Cause he had, I was uh, at his house and two pit bulls laid on me as I, and it was like, the most snuggly experience. It was so nice. No, pit bulls are great dogs. I had a roommate that was a hockey player back when I was like 26 that had a pit bull that could do every trick in the world. His name was Monty. I knew you when you were 26. So what yeah, for, for six months, I lived up in um, like the Edgebrook neighborhood off of like Devon and like Lehigh. Wait, what did you used to deliver? Didn't you have a delivery job for a while? Drinks or newspaper? What did you deliver in a van? You drove a van. I drove a van, but I didn't deliver shit. I worked at a warehouse. A warehouse. I worked at a warehouse off of Armitage and Ashland in Chicago. That was like all shipping, and I would drive the forklift around, and I loved that job. The funniest people. We'd have dock beers. Like after Friday when the week was over, we'd all sit in the dock and just drink beers. It's awesome. Of course. It's the best. But I was talking to Gary Lee. He's got like a bunch of stuff he's doing in Cleveland now, which is cool. And um, he, they had me on like to interview them. I'm such a fucking moron. He said, oh, I'll Facebook message you at six. And right when you answer, you'll be you know live with us. I'm like, oh, cool. I didn't realize you could do like this on Facebook Messenger as well. I knew you could go live I on. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. know you can record this. This is like, 
I learned that yesterday and I'm going to start doing this for my page. I was like, okay, this is cool too. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really easy too. And um, like if you have GarageBand on your computer, you can just drag the file right in and bam, it converts into an MP3. Pretty dope. So uh, he, I <laughs> fucking, I answer, I'm, I'm literally taking a shit. And Nicole is even like, you can, why are you going to the bathroom? I'm like, well, I have to go to the bathroom. The acoustics are good in a bathroom, so I'll be doing them a favor. And well, were then, you nervous they would hear you shit? Um, eventually, I just coughed up to it because they were like, wow, thanks for combing your hair and dressing up for us. Because I was like, my hair is out of control right now. Um, I'll show you, you later. Do you my grays? I can't, but I'm getting some grays coming through, too, a little bit. Whites, really. I'm a witch. I mean, I get my hair done every three, four weeks. Have you had grays before or is this quarantine related? No, yeah. I've been dyeing my roots for years. I did not know that about you. That's a fun fact. Yeah, that's why you dye your hair so people don't know that you have gray hair. <laughs> that's ex- <laughs> great fucking point. Why else would yeah. you do? Um, so he was, they were like talking about stupid shit. And then um, I like, they talked about how he goes, I would love to see you on a Zoom show and see you get pissed off at an audience member, which would be funny to do over Zoom. And I was just like, oh, no, and me, it'd probably freeze where I'd be like, and I like held it and they were what? laughing. And so then um, I started I started laughing. I'm like, oh yeah, this does. So you were right. You do feel yeah. that little bit of like, oh, okay, this is all right. It's also a reminder that you're funny. And sometimes like I don't do anything all day. And then when I have like a good zoo, like an internet show, I'm like, oh yeah, I might not be doing anything, but this is my regular life. And now I have like, I probably have like 12 new minutes, but I don't do anything else. And I beat myself up all the time of like, you know so it's like a nice kind of reminder of like oh yeah we're funny and you miss open my like four minutes i don't know i like seeing people no I, i'm I was, down with that i was, I was against it about first. something else oh, i'm sorry we we're talking about taking a shit gary lee yeah. <laughs> we we're talking about um, yelling at a yelling at an audience over zoom oh um noah garden schwartz tweeted something about how like he has a fear of owls. And so one of his best friends went on his show and commented the owl emoji a bunch. So it was like virtual heckling. Oh, that's just, funny. That's funny. funny. Um, I have not gotten heckled, but I have been in group chats with someone I don't like already. Like I've already had petty kind of like vibes with people in Zoom. Oh yeah, that's gotta be weird. Cause if you get like 10 people together and you don't like two, what do you do? Just zone them out? It's just wild to have plans you're not excited about while you're trapped in a house. Like, it is pretty, like, that doesn't leave. Yeah. Technology. You're still going to have to talk to people you don't want to talk to, especially if you have a real job. No, that's... Zoom scheduled with friends, and they're like, listen, I worked all day. I'm not in the mood for this. I'm not, do you have that in group text where the group text starts to go in a direction where you're like, fuck off. I don't want it to go in this direction. I'm in a group text with a lot of friends. We don't agree on some things and it starts to go that route. And I'm like, how do I, I, I turn off notifications. So I'm not getting bothered every five seconds, but it's like, I want to hear a lot of what they have to say, but certain stuff, I'm just like, can I just block this fucking word? So I don't have to deal I with you guys thinking things are a hoax. Talks about this with someone. Um, everyone in my group chat has other ones, but they're my only group chat. Yeah, I'm in like three or four. I got to limit it. Yeah. I'm just in one with five people, including me. That's smart. You got to keep, you gotta t- keep so, it tight. I have a family, like once in a while, a, like a, a spouse and someone like that. But I'm in, yeah, it was just one group. Yeah, you got to limit it. That's the way to go. I don't think I've been as like itching to do stuff because I was talking about this with another comedian friend of ours where I'm like, I, the vo- I, have, a, I have two kids I'm watching all day. I'm a full-time stay-at-home dad. And then, you know, Nicole being a 
a nurse. She's working an extra shift a week now with all the stuff that's going on. So that's four days. She's gone 12 hours a day. She was working 48 hours and all that and getting up early and leaving. And, you know, there's no traffic anymore, which is nice. But um, so she gets home a little earlier to help put the kids to bed and all that. I don't think I've felt the need to have that like void filled because I'm so exhausted by the time the night comes. Um, But the last week or so, you know, I, I filmed an hour at the end of January and we, edited it and we're starting to release it on YouTube, like, you know, in chunks. And the response I'm getting is like, fuck, this is nice that I have this content that no one knows right now that I'm unleashing, but you want to build off that. You get excited for the next thing. And then like the, the next thing we don't want, know when the next thing is, which is the worst part of all this. No. And you know, you got to do what you want to do, but if you just see it, you know, you're going to build material and have fun while you're doing this, I think. I, yeah, I agree. Now, let me ask you this. You you have material waiting for you. I've been reading a lot of porn star interviews. I've been keeping up with that world. And a lot of them are like, thank God, I have like five more videos left to release, you know, and some, you know, have their OnlyFans. Well, yeah, because then it kind of feels like you have something to push every day and something to promote. Because then I could be like, oh, check this out, check that out. Um, but I do feel like I'm my temperament. How's your temperament been? Because you seem right now, you seem like your old self. Yeah, I've been drinking whiskey since like three or four and smoking weed. Today, I definitely cried twice, but mostly I'm very good and like grateful, happy, but some days are slumpy. Every day is different. I would say every single day is different, but overall, I feel really grateful. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty grateful up. too. That keeps me... Um, leveled but there are stresses and there are moments and there so today what broke me was the real housewives of beverly hills kyle hosted a 17 person dinner and i was like oh my god i want i want to go to a big dinner you know so i got really sad like i just really wanted that and earlier i don't know why every yeah some days i'm like working out i'm not even smoking weed till 10 p.m at night I'm making videos, I go for a walk with friends, I tie bow, I cook two meals. And then some days I'm just like, I am watching TV for 15 hours and that's what's going to happen. And that's okay though. I feel like that's not a big deal. Of course, um, everything is fine, but it's always, early on in the quarantine, it was funny. I saw a post from Megan on Instagram with how many steps she made on her, you know, she posted. Oh yeah, like the... Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's good for her. You know what? I need to fucking walk some steps. And then I texted her, like, way to go. Saw all those steps. And she goes, ugh, I saw someone with this many steps. And I felt like shit. And I wasn't doing enough. And I go, your steps inspired me. It's like we're all just, like, feeling like shit because other people are doing things and other people are looking at us. Like, they've got it together. I mean, it's like, it's a mind fuck for sure. Yeah, that's where I've had my meltdowns where it's like, am I not doing enough? Am I not like, because you're afraid like something's going to slip past you or. Well, I feel bad because I don't have money. And so I feel guilty when I'm not doing more to like make money. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That's that immigrant blood in you though. That hardworking, like work ethic type of thing that I feel like you've always had. Um, Yeah. You know what? I have had it, social media. I have a love hate relationship with these days. This stuff's great, like the Zoom stuff. If you want to really get stressed, go on Twitter. That's what I have to say. Twitter, I'm fucking getting if you over. Get horny, go on Instagram. You want to have a good laugh? <laughs> go on Instagram. If you want to 
learn that Betsy DeVos is taking money away from schools during a pandemic, you go to Twitter. Like that, it's like the worst. You're right. Twitter to me has replaced, like Facebook we all accepted was like the, like the worst. And I think Twitter has gotten bad because I had a nice thing with Facebook where I wasn't going on it hardly ever. So whenever I went on it, I'm like, oh, dog videos. And then people I like. And then shit shifted because starting into the quarantine, I started going on Facebook regularly again. And now I'm out. I different, get this, I unfriended Adam Burke today um, because we got into a big argument over the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Did he bitch about it? Doesn't like the movie. Doesn't like Ferris. And I had to go back and forth defending Ferris. It's like he didn't Why watch the movie. Open? Oh, yeah. No, I saw he said Ferris is an asshole, which is not true. It's not. I mean... He's and, just a go-getter, but he cares about others. He's, yeah, exactly. He wanted his best friend to come out. He had a great life philosophy. And there was just so much that he kept missing in the movie where I'm like, no, that's not what happened. That's not. And then he started to go like down some he's dark routes. Like, he's just a dork. I'm telling you, he doesn't like seeing a popular, charismatic person get their way. He doesn't like someone's personality helping them because he has not been helped by his personality. That's what I said. I go, you know what? You're fucking genie. You're just jealous of Ferris. That's all this is. He started so being genie like, was, do not involve the genie in this, though. That I will. No, I wasn't trashing genie because I like genie because genie at the end helps her brother because she realizes Wait, through talking, talking. Oh, I thought you were talking about genie from Aladdin, and I was like, how dare you? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about genie Ferris's sister. Why would I just okay, shift I to the fucking the genie? <laughs> I didn't know where I'm just going off on Robin Williams' beloved character. Or yeah, that like you were comparing Ferris to the genie and then shitting on the genie, and I couldn't. I was like, oh. don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I would be hard-pressed to find someone who doesn't like the genie from Aladdin, Will Smith or Robin Williams. I haven't seen Will Smith's version. But... <laughs> no, I don't think people liked his. Let's not... Is it bad? I like Will Smith overall, though. Oh, Will Smith is... Everything. He is an icon. He's like Jennifer Aniston, not so high. Jennifer Aniston is like pop culture, but Will, Brad Pitt, you know, they're up there with like the biggest stars ever. Brad Pitt's a guy. That the more I, I didn't about know the that her name was Jeannie. So now I get where you're coming from. So funny that you mentioned Jennifer Aniston. So I went down, I started Wikipedia and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There was a short lived Ferris Bueller TV show that was supposed to be like a prequel to the movie. It took place before the events. And Jennifer Aniston played the sister. She played Jeannie. Amazing. Okay. Wow. Pretty fucking cool, right? And the guy I who played Ferris, I think. People's journeys and little parts and un you know, done pilots. Um, but and I like hearing about roles that people turned down that became like insane, you know? Chris O'Donnell almost uh was Leonardo DiCaprio's character in, in uh, Titanic. I'm glad he wasn't. I mean, Titanic to me, that haircut. So I'm doing things, you know, I started a Patreon in this economy and I did, I, I watched Goodwill Hunting. I'd never seen it and I just did commentary. And so people can watch it while they listen to me talk. Oh, cool. And that Matt Damon haircut, it's like that Titanic, Nick Carter, Backstreet, like that haircut to me, it, it draws me, it's hard for me not to like that haircut. So when I was in grade school around that time, the grade school girls did like the hottest guys in school and I was ranked fourth. The three ahead of me all had those haircuts. I couldn't grow my hair like that though. I just, I think I had like a shaved head crew cut. I know, but it's a humble brag number four hottest of all the grade, but outside of the popular haircut of the time, like, and you're a ginger, you shouldn't even be on the list. So 
That's not, I mean, how many boys? Let's see, we would have had 90 kids in our class. So, what, maybe 40? Your number of those boys? four hottest? It doesn't matter. If you're top five hottest, even out of 10 people, that's not bad. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that I lost because those dudes had good haircuts. You didn't see me in sixth, seventh grade. I was very, well, no, actually, by seventh grade, this was sixth grade. By seventh grade, sorry, again, acne, eighth grade acne. And I, just fought, I fought it hard. And then eventually, Stridex pads, I went to dermatologists, all that shit. And Stridex. What a blast from the past. Right? Those don't even exist anymore, do they? No. They no. burned like a motherfucker. Ugh. They did. You'd went like this, and you'd be like, son of a bitch, because it No, I had really bad acne too, Joe. I had to get my um, eighth grade photos Photoshop. They had soft touch feature you paid extra for. Oh, really? I would have liked that. I had bad acne. Um, that's why, knock on wood, I mean- People tell me often, they compliment my skin, and they think it's like retribution from my past. Well, you know what it is? You stopped caring. I, my uh, complexion cleared up right before freshman year high school started because I stopped giving a shit. I stopped washing my face you know, religiously. I had to go on I stopped... birth control. Well, birth control clears up your skin? Yeah. yeah that, what, that really... There's some old comedian from back in like the late 80s that had a joke where, the, you know, all these pills that do all these amazing things, but the thing that we refer to as the pill is the thing that stops pregnancy. That really is the pill because it does so much more than just stop pregnancy. It clears up acne. Doesn't it yeah. keep your boobs a little bigger too? Um, yeah, and I think it makes you like mentally unwell. <laughs> no, I don't. It regulates periods. There's a lot of side effects. I have an IUD now. There's just always side effects. It's just like a thing of life for but, women. But I like that that's called the pill. The pill, baby. It's, I mean, that changed the world. You don't, you know, like. Invented in 1960. Girls that. wanted to fuck and they got to fuck. Like, that is huge. That was a big one. That was a big one. We got to have another breakthrough soon. But um, I, my tinted moisturizer, I think, is like the main reason my skin looks amazing, but I deserve it. Sure. It's I, yeah. having acne for so long. It sucks. I agree. But the not caring, you're right. Like, I, I barely wash my face, I barely do shit to it. Yeah, because I think I was stressing out. Stress is such a big factor in skincare. So you got to chill out. Uh, yeah, I used to have, like, uh, you know what the word, this, whatever. On the swim team, our hair would be all over our backs after we showered, and only, like, good friends would, like, take the hair off of your back. Oh, that's so nice. I it was is, telling, I was just I telling Nicole. I wouldn't do it for anyone, but people did it for me. Well, why the fuck wouldn't you do it for anyone else? It real that it's something that would bother me. I would do other cr- things for friendships, but like certain skin things took me a while to be comfortable with. Okay, I, could get I that. didn't like to put sunblock on people, but now I'm like um, better with tactile touch. I just didn't grow up in a touchy feely home, so it's like a lot to ask of me. But now I would be better. Yeah, I didn't really so much either. But now you guys shower with bathing suits on, though, right? Yeah, but the cool girl, like no, you. Sh- a lot of us would take it um, below, like waist, but not our pussies out, which yeah, is unfortunate. So. <laughs> Why is it unfortunate? I just wish it was like um, I wish more people were just down with naked body without sexualizing it. It would just make oh, it like, better if you could be naked sometimes, or like it wasn't always sexual. Like, oh, your titties. Like, yeah, it's our bodies. Whatever. We were completely naked in high school. Because after yeah. two, after football, like doing two practices, we do doubles. You're so fucking tired. You don't give a shit. You we yeah. just stripped down and and just fucking shower. No one cared. 
Although one time, we were, I mean, we were throwing mud at uh, this one, our punter. We I think mud these, at are, these are things you're going to like knowing. So I've been, I, you know, I've been into Survivor for a few years now. Um, I'm rewatching some. I'm watching the new season, watching seasons I missed. And I'm going to audition for the show. But one of the seasons I hadn't seen, I watched, and Jimmy Johnson's in it. Oh, cool. And then there's a Culpepper. Oh, man. I haven't heard and that in a long time. And was in it. And John Rocker? Rocker? John oh, Rocker? Yeah, you know about him, right? Yeah. Yeah, it he was, was brought up. Yeah, he was the basically the inspiration, or half the inspiration, for Danny McBride's character in Eastbound and Down. Get the such fuck a, out. Such a funny show. Well, think about it. You, you've seen Eastbound and Down, right? The f- I have. I watched most of the seasons. I didn't, like, to go all the way out. I just love in the first episode they're showing him like on each different team, and he's like, I think he's in New York, and he's like New York, more like Jew York, and then it cuts him to because this guy John Rocker famously went on racist tirades that they like on, on audio talked about like when the Braves played the Mets and how he didn't want to ride the subway because it's like a cesspool and he started like dropping all these slurs, and yeah, I mean I remember the one Danny Bride's character, what the fuck was his name? Can't remember the name, and he's it down, but he just got traded to the Giants, and he goes, man. Dude, I thought the blacks in Baltimore were bad, but nothing compared to the queers you got here. Like, just saying the most outrageous shit that was, like, almost a direct quote from John Rocker. The other guy was this guy, Rod Beck, who played for the Cubs and Giants, who in spring training would park his trailer outside of the spring training stadium through all of March and then pitch an inning and then go get drunk and have, like, barbecues with the fans because he would tailgate. It was just, like, his own little trailer, like a Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation trailer, just the biggest hillbilly to ever pitch in baseball. But everyone loved him. But he would only I, pitch died young. and go back? What's that? He'd only pitch an inning and go back? Well, he's a relief pitcher. You know, they throw an inning. That's what, what a cush job. So he could just be drunk and meat eating and just... I, those are my favorite stories. I love the stories of, like, he ate 15 Big Macs and then won the scoring goal. Like, I like... I love those. I love those, too. Holy high on crack, whiskey. He fucked three hookers that morning and won the Super Bowl. I love it. Well, you've seen the, if you've seen the Doc Ellis story, someone animated it. Doc Ellis was a pitcher in the 70s who threw a no-hitter on acid. He was on acid when he threw the no-hitter. And someone, like, he tells the story and someone animated it, and it's the funniest shit because he talks about not seeing a catcher. He's just thrown to a gremlin, and at one point there was, no, there was no catcher or umpire. And, like, and he was so fucked up that if you go to the real footage of it on YouTube, he gets, he like strikes out the last guy for the no hitter. He walks back to the dugout because he didn't realize it was the end of the game. He thought it was only like the fourth inning. <laughs> he he didn't realize swore, wait, he did a no hitter on acid? Yes. I'll send you the link. It's one of the best stories, and the animated part is hilarious. He didn't realize he was pitching or, or he, he was on a crazy two day trip because he's like, oh, I don't have to pitch until Saturday. So I've got but all this how time. muscle memory. He deserves a fucking a, a special award that your body and brain and system are so in tune. You could be on acid tripping and still fucking do that. It just Don was the best game he ever had. He should have always Wait, I've been showing this to a lot of shows. I don't know if you want it. So my friend sent me some groceries to be nice in the world. And they accidentally sent me six pounds of nacho cheese. Oh my God. That's incredible. You don't have to refrigerate natural cheese like that? I'm never going to open it. This is like an heirloom now. <laughs> like, it is insane. Six pounds. Damn. But even if you opened it a little bit, it's like, how? even if you had three parties in a row, it's like too much. It's, for a yeah. You know? I like that you are dressed like Marge Simpson's sisters right now, I feel like. 
you are. You're just with Patty and Sally. Is there? Are they? Patty and Selma, but Sally's. Selma. Selma. So close. All right. Let me ask you this shit. Let's switch gears here a little bit. Um, right. I got a. I got a fun thing at the end you'll like because I noticed you've been filling out a lot of stuff on Twitter where it's like rank your this this and this. So no, do you, you give one. me a list? Do you give me a category, a question, trivia? I love it. I love answering questions. We have a trivia pass together. Yes, we do. And you corrected me on some of, shit. You're one of my stories that I tell to d- explain feminism sometimes. Okay, I appreciate that. But hey, wasn't I at least, wasn't that a, a growing moment for me too in a way? Oh, of course. You tried something and then it was like, this is why it's actually, <laughs> no, it was like a beautiful moment for sure. It was funny though because I was you and I ended up doing one together where we hosted together. And I bet I, Geo's baby. I fucking dude. That was Chicago a fun I remember having fun. Those Monday nights I would do trivia and then we eventually I put the open mic afterwards. So I'd combine the night. And there was nights where it was just all comics. I don't know if you were there for that one, but I made every comedian write the story of how they lost their virginity and put in a hat. And I was the host. Yeah, I would go up there and read it, and whoever the audience would guess it was, it would be their turn to go up on stage. Um, it was a fun, uh, like, way to make something different and fun. But uh, yeah, I remember you and Julia Olson came up to me, and the funny thing is, my sister and my cousin the next week said the same thing because I ran one of O'Shaughnessy's too. I was kind of like doing both at the same time for a minute. That my questions were sexist because they were all male, like driven. They were all like geared towards guys. It was, was it like, was all male answer. There wasn't even any women answers. Yeah, that too. I like so I'd do like movies and it'd be all like The Departed and fucking like Fight Club and all like guy movies. I don't even and, know if The Departed came out yet, dude. Oh, <laughs> it did. It came out in like '06. I only know that because I was um, trying to answer like a top ten Is movie. It that list. old? Yeah, it came out in '06. I couldn't believe it. Whoa, yeah. I totally thought it was in the teens. No, I, I would have guessed that too. I, w- I was thinking 20, like 11. And then when I saw yeah. 06, I was like, holy shit. You know, because it's weird with movies. If you don't see them in the theater right away, your brain goes back to when you watch it the most, whether it's like you're catching on HBO or something like that, you know? Like, you know what I watched for the first time this quarantine? Uh, Clue. Oh, man, I haven't seen that forever. That Fun. was like... I want to see the latest movie, Knives Out, is supposed to be inspired by Clue. I saw, so I was performing at the Mall of America during Black Friday weekend, one of the best weekends of my life. And um, I saw Knives Out alone there on a Sunday night or Saturday night, something like that. But it was awesome. I, do you like seeing movies alone? I do, I, yeah, I do it all the time. I, I can go with a friend. I can go with three friends. I, I can go with a group of 20 to 30, or I can go alone. Like, to me, the movie experience is awesome no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're talking. I know some people are weird about doing stuff alone, but it's not like you're talking to someone during the movie. The fun part is when you walk out. Like, Nicole and I see the movie, we walk out, what'd you think, blah, blah, blah. That part's fun, but I'm okay with that. Sometimes I've only seen- it's just like, fuck, I want to see this, and I got to go. Yeah, I got to do some of that. I almost did that with... Um, Sometimes I like an event. I just... Um, but I like shopping alone. I, I'm fine going to eat alone. I think as a comic, we travel alone a lot. It would be... If you had an issue doing things alone, it would really inhibit your job. Yeah, I remember when... Who the fuck was I with? I saw... Shit, no. I saw 42, the Jackie Robinson movie, and I was with Mike Stanley. He didn't want to see it. I'm like, fucking Well, he also nerd. sucks as a person. You nerd. Yeah. He's a bad guy. You know it. You no, know I it. No, look, 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 no. I, I can't say anything bad about Mike Stanley. He's never done anything bad to me. 
Yeah, but he's as bad to other people. So, like, you don't want to defend a person just because they haven't attacked you yet. You're just next. Okay. Well, I haven't seen or talked to him in a long time. I hope he's doing well. Maybe if he listens to this, I'll say this. I didn't like the whole Michigan festival thing he did. I thought that was stupid. And I know that was related to something. No, did I tell thing. you this? Okay, I don't, Eric, I was in D.C. doing a local comedian's show. I mean, D.C., Detroit. I was in Detroit. And um, the one of the comics goes, do you know him? And said, his, and I go, uh, yeah, I hate him. Number one of my big enemies. And he goes, oh, that's fucked up. Uh, that's crazy. Like, he stole money from us. That's why we had to start this collective. We had another comedian group, and he stole all of our money and moved to Denver. And that's why we had to start this collective. Holy shit, really? Yeah, so to me, it's like, I don't care if you were, like, shitty or, like, you're, like I don't care about petty nonsense of, like, that joke or we didn't get along at open mics. Like, who cares? But that, to me, was like, yeah, that's that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going, like, yeah, that's, I can't stick up for that, of course. I'm going through weird shit friendship-wise. Dean Carlson, I found out, and again, everyone listening, we're going through some old-school shit right now. Um, Dean Carlson, who I was really, really good friends with, and we never really had an official falling out. Trump guy? What? No, no, he's not Trump. Not that I, I don't, I doubt he's going to fish concerts every other week. What is it? I'm, like, so intrigued. So, like, you know, when I moved to L.A., we didn't really talk a whole lot. But when I'd come back to town, I remember having him, like, on, like, I did a show at Tony Valley's Theater, and I had him be one of the openers on it and stuff. And we would talk a little bit here or there on social media, hey, what's up? Um, but I didn't really, like, talk to him a whole lot. Like, I think I kind of, like, stopped talking to him, like, regularly, like, in 2016. So when we moved back halfway into 2017, and I remember someone saying, like, after me being back for like four months, someone's like, oh yeah, Dean's a little upset you haven't hit him up since he moved back. I'm like, oh, I've just been so busy with, you know, we're living with my in-laws, we're trying to get a house, or, you know, we got a baby, it's just, I'll, I'll hit him up, you know? And, um, you know, I got, life kept getting in the way. And then eventually I was like, why the fuck hasn't he hit me up? I moved across the country, I'm fucking with a, an infant all day long and doing comedy at night and trying to restart shit and get like things going, you know what I mean? I, like. I don't like sitting on my hands. So I'm trying to create and, you know, pay my own way. Also, we just moved and blah, blah, blah. And then that's when I started being like, no, he could contact me. How about that? It goes both ways. And eventually it got to the point where I just discovered he'd unfriended me on a bunch of shit. So we've never had like a falling out, but we both had this stubborn like face off. Who's going to contact who first? It's weird. It's unfortunate. I hope he's doing okay. Ego shit with friendships. Weird. You should just be able to like, I don't know if, you should have to count shit like that. I yeah. I, my thing is like, you, if you want to see someone, you just go. Listen, I want to come over. Just tell me whenever. And then I guess if you get rejected a few times, but like, I just don't. Those things don't matter when you have true friendship. Because like I always, so I used to make fun of them. I've stopped that. But the Joyces did not invite me and Megan to their wedding. And I used. Were you to guys be, tight back then? Fuck yeah, we were. I mean, they invited people that like the comics that they definitely don't talk to anymore but it was this thing of like i was shocked at a young age but like whatever they were my friends i didn't give a shit yeah you didn't invite me i wish i was there because i love you guys but i wasn't there so i'm gonna just be your friend that's it yeah i I think true friendships you don't have to work that hard on because our friends recently got married and i think some people that weren't invited have done weird things to them and to me, it's like, those aren't friends then. Like, can you imagine me not being friends with the Joyces because I wasn't at their wedding? Or like, you didn't invite me to the wedding, but you let Megan bring me. And I, if I had an ego like that and been like, oh, well, he didn't want, I was like, I want to be there. I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, I, to I told Megan to take you, though. I was oh, like for insisting. sure. I'm just saying, yeah, like, I know, I know, I know. I Renee Gauthier wasn't invited to Megan's until someone drops out. And then three days before, Renee was like, fuck yeah, I'll be there. It yeah. doesn't matter. If you love the people, you should just do what needs to be done and not take, and like, then what's the point? You're not winning anything. No one's hurt you. Like you I know. I should hit him up then now that I think about it. But we got into a weird standout. I just felt like, I think I was so stressed at the time or like just, you know, I had a lot going on. So when I heard it from like a couple different sources where they were like, yeah, I saw Dean and we were, and you came up. And then we thought, and he said something like, yeah, fucking, you know, Joe hasn't hit me up since he's moved back. I kind of felt like, well, it goes both ways. And it, and I, now that I say that, I, I talk about pettiness. I unfriended Adam Burke because he doesn't like the same movie as I like. But I got into a thing. And, dude, Bridenstine, like, said, hey, you two need to debate it out. Let's have a debate on my podcast. And I said, like, I was saying, like, yeah, maybe I'm not really friends with you anymore because how could I trust your judgment, you know? No, it's kind of like uh, Neil Brennan shitting on Parasite after it won the Oscars. And it's like, dude, you're not actually smarter or cooler. You're an idiot. This is the best. Like this I, I haven't seen that yet, but I, I'm sure it's awesome. I, I just it's like... But it's just like when everyone is celebrating, it's just like a weird... I got into a fight with someone who was like the women's, U.S. women's soccer team, and I'm just like obsessed with them, you know? They're like fucking champions. And so, someone's like, I didn't like that they did, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but you see, I love it. So who cares? I don't know. I hate, I hate it. I hate the bullshit. Well, I hate people who don't know how to have fun. How are you watching? I, did you get the bug, by the way? I saw you trying to get that. Did you um, get no. it? I like your I like your kitchen. You got good cabinets going on. Yeah, it's not. You, it's do not. you not shut your cabinets though? That's driving me nuts. You want you want to shut them? There you go. Come on, have a little fucking tidiness going on in there. <laughs> oh my god! But Joe, you know me as a person. This has been the most challenging time in terms of like. Cooking, produce, dishes, chopping. Not, I mean, it's like I've never died to buy olive oil. Like I was not prepped for this. This is a lot for me, and I'm I'm trying and I'm working at it. I'm very thankful I have a great wife who's gone and done all that shit. You know, and I've said that to someone. They're like, "Well, you're not doing the shopping. I'm not allowed to leave. She won't let me go to stores or, or uh, anything else." Because you're with the kids, of course. Yeah, cause I can't risk catching anything because she's our only source of anything. And I agree with her on that. So, yeah, it's been weird. I haven't left a three, four block radius since March 12th. My joke is, I have, like, a bit that I'm doing, but it's how, like, for us, I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, it was, like, when Tom Hanks got it, everyone buckled down. Yeah. Like, fully Italy, a whole country, was non-functioning. We didn't give a fuck. And then it was Tom Hanks, and we were like, okay, we'll stay in. Like, that's how I felt. And, and now they're trying to make antibodies out of his blood because he's beaten it. And it's like, Tom Hanks is one of the few celebrities where it's like, I'd be hard-pressed to find someone who's like, fuck Tom Hanks. And if you met someone who's like, I bet fuck, Adam Burke would, you know? Yeah, like, he'd probably think he's overrated. people are annoying. Maybe, but am I, I being childish? No, I have a friend. I, I mean, I'm like the wrong person to have on your side, I guess. But like, I have one friend I just had to unfollow on Insta. I just had to. Or mute them. It's just like, I can't see this. This isn't for me. I don't want it. I'm but I like them a lot. I don't know. And if they want to take it personal, I get it. But I like, still like him a lot. But I just, it's very disheartening. 
how he or doesn't some like people, this movie. I'm like, you know what? You're posting too much shit about how things are going to get worse, and I don't want it. Yeah, no, I have no problem getting on following people Listen, and all that I'm going to pee. I'm going to mute it, so you have to talk the whole time. I, how, are you are you a quick peer or a long peer? So quick. I was my swim team's fastest peer. That that's a thing you guys figured out. All right, go ahead, pee away. Yeah, mute it though. I don't want to hear you piss. I, oh, I know. I'm muting it. I'm muting it. I will use this time to plug some stuff. <laughs> um, I, everyone, I do have a Patreon as well. I've uploaded some stuff recently. This week I haven't hit anything new, but I will. So thanks to the people who already subscribed to that, you'll be getting new content. Fuck it, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow I found some stuff that I'm gonna throw up there. And um, everyone subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. The uh, good reviews so far. Everyone all thumbs up, no thumbs down, which is pretty dope. And uh, chapter three will be out Wednesday, chapter one and two. So you got seven tracks on the YouTube uploaded the last two weeks. And I'm on TikTok now, everybody. I just started, I've posted a new video for the last five days in a row. I think my hatred of Facebook led me towards TikTok. Um, <laughs> I don't do dance videos and shit like that. But yeah, I, I've done... Since since I started, I've gotten over 4,000 new followers the last five, four or five days, I think it is. So Generation Z, all these fucking 19-year-olds or 17-year-olds, they're all into my shit. So if you're on TikTok, check that shit out. Yeah, I saw your tweet that you're, like, popular on TikTok. I can't, like, it's, it shows, I don't know if I'm popular on TikTok or I'm just very unpopular on Twitter and Instagram. But in four days, I went from 10. So I, I started at TikTok, like, maybe five months ago but i didn't know what i was doing with it so i barely posted on it you know i post like one video and i'm like all right and then i post another video like three months later and nobody watched them and it was just stupid and then um like i posted like a video of like my son throwing me a baseball me crushing it and that nobody cared and then um i posted one on saturday and since then i have gotten over four thousand followers let me see yeah i'm at 44.90 now and i think i was at like nine or ten so, so i have to join tiktok huh i guess so someone said because tiktok is still new so it's still organic meaning that like it you, you know you don't have to like know tricks to get your shit seen you know how like i don't know if you remember like instagram i guess when people first started it was kind of i guess a lot of the people who became like instagram celebrities they just got in first you know they didn't really have in create crazy talents well, a lot of them were hot. I'll tell you the talents. If you're a hot chick, you will have 3 million followers. Definitely. And that's like that on TikTok, too. But what's cool about this is I've just posted stand-up videos. It's just clips of my stand-up. So With I've done, yeah. No, here's the thing, though, about TikTok that's nice. It's a music app, mostly. People are doing songs and acting out songs. So I haven't subtitled shit. I okay. have, what you do is you kind of make, like, a title. So, like, this one I have is, um... Wait, this is not fun. We'll talk about this later. All but... right, cool. Well, people, I, a lot of comedians listen, so maybe they might get a kick out of that. But yeah, anyway, go check it out later. You might, I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it is what I'm trying to say. I think, I, I think you've, I mean, I'm doing so much new stuff. I've never edited a video. I've never had a Patreon. I've never taped anything. I've never do, cooked. I've never, I mean, I've cooked, but like, I've never been cooking like this. Like, I've done so many things that I just never before. Well, look at you. You're going to come out of this like a fucking renaissance woman. Oh, I know what I wanted to lead into. This is big, badass news. You're going to be in a Judd Apatow movie. Yeah. How that fucking is cool. cool is that? <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's like a tiny part, but like what's cool about Apatow movies is we've been all watching them for so long. Like those tiny parts are like moments, you know, like 
these are the movies where you start out with a little Jason Siegel line. I don't know. It's like, it feels insane. Jonah Hill had that small part in 40-Year-Old Virgin where he was like the weird guy trying to buy eBay shit. Although I've not heard good things about Jonah Hill. That's been talked about on this podcast. I was actually at a party with him once and I just couldn't even, it wasn't even a big party, but I couldn't even say hello. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. Sometimes it's just too much, you know? I can see that. Sometimes you can act normal and then so, like, sometimes it's like, you just like SJP really was like, oh my god, and then sometimes you're like, what's up? I don't give a fuck, you know. Like, Sarah Jessica Parker is that who SJP yeah. is? All right, cool. <laughs> I talked to a person next to her. I could have easily said hot. It was like right there, and I just like couldn't even compute what was it? like how you like lost it. What's your biggest regret regarding potentially meeting a celebrity or meeting one and not saying something cool? Or I think SJP in that moment. That's your biggest one. Mine is because of you. I was at the Laugh Factory. I was, you're looking at me like, what? I'll get to why it's because of you. I was on the midnight show and the 10 o'clock show was wrapping up. I was walking up the back stairs of the Hollywood Laugh Factory. And um, this woman was walking towards me and big smile. And she's like, kind of smiled at me. And I smiled back a little bit. It was Miley Cyrus. I remember going like, fuck, I should have said like, what's up or something like different, you know? And then, um, What's the other celebrity one I had where I didn't? I had another one where I kind of choked. I but thought, I oh. met Miley. Yeah, was she cool? I did meet her, but like, did she remember me? Did you ask her if she that you were cooler? Like I was not cool around Miley. I wasn't like she would probably never think of, you know. But I don't think I should have done anything different. It was like I did the appropriate thing. I gotcha. Oh, my one of my cooler celebrity encounters. Um, Eric Andre just bought a house. I think this was in 2016. And he had a house party and he had a room with like musical instruments, like a piano, a drum set, a couple guitars on the wall. And most people were like outside or in different rooms. People were kind of going through. But I said, hey, man, if I fuck around on the drums, he goes, yeah, go ahead. I don't give a shit. So I was messing around on the drum kit. I, I know like one beat and I'm playing like the one like, like beat I know. And then this woman with like really cool curly hair, she sat down at the piano. And she's like, hey, keep doing that beat. I'm like, all right, and I'm doing it. And I'm, as I'm doing the beat, I'm like, who the fuck is that? I know who that is. And then um, she, like, we talked to like a little bit and I realized it was uh, maybe from Arrested Development, you know, Ali Sawak. Oh yeah, cat. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah, I think I so. I don't know, I never know how to say her last name. But she was cool, she was nice. So that one worked out pretty cool actually, I think. Yeah, and Miley was beautiful, right? She was like, that's a lot of teeth. Like she has big ass teeth. No, she was beautiful though. She was very thin. Um, but yeah, a lot of teeth. And then we had the Nicole and I, our first night in LA had uh, Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. I remember this story in my stunning. heart. Stunning. Stunning. I've probably mentioned this like 10 times over the course of the podcast, but absolutely stunning. But yes, hopefully, when does the movie come out though? And what's it called? So Give us a little bit of a rundown. interview now June 12th. Um, so I'm like a small ass part. I'm a waitress at one of his, at Pete's jobs. Like I filmed for four days. Um, uh, but we had some lines and what was cool is everything I said was improvised. Nothing was written. Oh, hell yeah. So Judd, and I know Judd from the cellar. So it felt like chill. And he was just like, you need to just be annoyed with Pete. And I was like, all right. And so I just, my, I was like a bitchy waitress in a tie. And that was it. And so every line, and in my head, I was like, I need to fucking impress them. So every line I did was different. I tried to just like constantly say different things. So I don't know what 
was actually going to be in it. But, and I would be scared to be cut out, but I, enough of my people have seen it that I'm not, like Judd said, I, I've done good. I'm not cut out yet, so. Oh, beautiful. That's, I'm, I'm pumped for that shit. That's yeah. It. So it was, let me, yeah, you guys did audition, right? No, the cinematographer did There Will Be Blood. I, I, I MDB'd him and he had like 78 movie credits. Damn. Yeah. It's like, pretty good. It, it was, it's, it's going to look beautiful because they did it on um, real film. Awesome. I have to see There Will Be Blood again because someone brought that movie up again. I used to hate it. It's fucking rewatch. It, rewatch it? Because when I watched it the first time, I was like, yeah, oh, that was I fine. Fell I, I was, no, I was I bored did. during a lot of it, but it was, it was fine, you know? Joe, I did the show, uh, Joe Kilgallen, uh, not Joe, Joel Kim Booster and Anna Dresden used to do called Fuck That Movie, and you would do make a PowerPoint of a movie everyone loves that you hate, and I picked There Will Be Blood, and the end of my presentation was like, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I did. Like, oh. I did enjoy it. That might have been the movie I would have chosen for something like that. I have to see it again, though, because everyone kept going like, no, nah, man, watch it again. I'm like, I was bored. I didn't like any of the fucking characters. I mean, I felt so bad for the son who was ended up going deaf, and he didn't know his dad fucking died, and he got raised by this lunatic. And then and then later, the guy, like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is a great actor. You know, I think you were supposed to hate him, but I didn't like the fucking weirdo religious guy who I've only liked in one other movie. Um, you know, the dude who was in The Girl Next Door. Which reminds me, you support porn act people. You know what I love about Lisa, everyone? She pays for her porn. I do, awesome. but not in these tough times. I, no. my, I could not renew my subscription, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and it's really hard. It's it's tough, right? I, I, do, I do admire that you do that because, you know, these are people who pay for stuff too. And I don't know if they even get like the ad revenue from like the shit they do. Like, they you know, you there's a little ad. Be, like, some get paid from Pornhub, but like you have to be like really successful um or you're a contract girl but like you don't get residuals or anything yeah i know and they all do like hundreds of films hundreds yeah they're yeah. Busy. they're working like three four times a week <laughs> at the start of this or maybe before i hit record you were talking about like being all horned up and stuff like that um can i ask you this question yeah you did you said it out loud um or is this too much can i ask you this not too much. I just didn't even remember that I was so horned up, but I was earlier for sure. Okay. This is too personal. Fine. I could cut in all that kind of stuff. I, I don't think it would be. I've asked one other friend of mine who like identifies as liking both. When you're horned up, who, who do you think of first male or female? Um, depends on the day. Depends on the day. All right. That's, 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 that's what I would have guessed as an answer. Or a moment, but I do think of threesomes with both a lot. Oh, yeah, that's right. You famously have that great foursome story. I do. But, yeah, I do think about that. But lately it's been uh, girls. Me too. But start of the quarantine <laughs> was a specific dude, but that kind of fizzled in my brain. I can understand that. Yeah. Right, that's fair. But I don't have a specific person in my brain, and that sucks. That, like, makes everything harder. Do you hear that's, the dog barking outside? Should I do. Dog out. Should I that's, close the window? It's fine. It'll hopefully Take someone. Your dog home. You can tell it's one of those little fucks too. You're in West Hollywood where we got our dog. Holly is an, a maniac. She is a maniac. She Holly really is, is. A ma- I'm glad you admit it. I thought you were a delusional. No, I've always admitted that. Holly's just excited. She has social anxiety. She's excited. She will bark at the door. Anyone walks by, she barks at, and she will jump on. She broke skin when she was, like, a puppy. I mean, she was too big as a puppy. I was injured. 
that was because we were bad at filing down her nails. But her nails grow back fucking quick as shit. She's got like wolf. Wait, did you see the peanut butter trick? No, what peanut butter trick? Um, to like trim your dog's nails because everyone's stuck at home. Well, you guys have each other, but you can saran wrap your head, put peanut butter on it, and then while your dog's busy licking the peanut butter off your forehead, you can clip its nails. Oh, that's pretty fucking good. I should try that with my sons because clipping their nails is next to impossible too. Yeah, Although but they're not going to peanut butter off your head. I know, but I need some other better distraction. The two of them, like Dylan will scrape his, he'll wake up in the morning and have like a cut on his forehead. And I'm like, dude, it's from scratching your damn head in the middle of the night, you know? It's hard to get baby's nails because they're so like tiny. They'll, they'll stick their fingers on. thing about being a parent to me is like, ugh, because it's just like so far from what I want. It's like, it seems like hard. But so cute. That's been the hardest thing, actually, is not hugging all these babies. Yeah, that part, it's really hard for, like, the grandparents and stuff because they can't, they'll come over and, like, talk through the window and stuff like that. Or we got, like, a back deck and they'll talk on, like, the back deck and they'll be over there. And so my my three, you know, obviously my Dylan just turned one, like, five days ago. But uh, Matthew's three now, and we've told him, like, hey, there's people are sick, and there's germs, so everyone, we can't really see anyone. It's germs, that's the word. The germs, germs yeah. are like, there's a germ out there. Because he sings a song when he uh, washes his hands. The song he sings is, bye-bye, germs, bye-bye, germs, we do not like you. I obviously can't sing, but it's, it's catchy. It's a catchy tune. And he's really into the, my son loves music. He's really into the Beatles right now. Um, he likes just anything dancing. We're playing some oldies. We were playing the twist the other day so we could get Dylan to, you know, babies love just being twisted around. So the one-year-old will move around like that. And any, any Disney soundtrack. Stay at home, dad. No. And that's one of the jokes I have on this, uh, last hour I filmed was that, you know, I'm a stay at home dad during the day and comedian at night or used to be comedian at night. And, um, I go, I, I didn't know that was a career choice, but I would choose it every time. Because during the day, I'm like playing with Buzz Lightyear. And then at night, I go have a couple of Guinnesses and tell some jokes. It's a perfect balance. You're never over it? Never over being a stay-at-home dad? I mean, there's times... never like, fuck, can we just get a nanny today? Or like a sitter? Oh, there's... there's, Well, unfortunately, we can't now. But there were days before where, you know, it's me and the kids all day where, um, like, my, you know, Maureen, my stepmom would come and pick them up. She would, like, take, you know, Maddie and Dylan over to their house. And then, I'd you know, from, like, 9 a.m. to, like lunchtime and then i would go over there at lunch bring them back put them down for their naps so that was nice because i'd get a little break and then i could do like answering emails and editing podcasts and stuff that's You're really napping hard. bitch i know it uh yeah i'll nap a little bit during some of it it's it's hard to nap with the two of them now because they're in different schedules before dylan was born it was great because matthew takes a big four-hour nap in the middle of the day and i'd get a lot done i'd jerk off i'd respond to emails four-hour nap dude he's a badass napper that kid now wow. it's reduced to like three hours now, but for a while there. Amazing. Yeah, pretty great. He's funny. You'll, you'd love him. He's got a hell of a personality on that kid. Um, all right, before I get into this final segment here, I don't want to keep too much of your time. Oh, it's, oh, it's almost over. Wow. Well, I want to do like an hour with you, and I think you've been on for like, what, 50 minutes or so? Wait, why did it fly so fast? Well, it, this next part might take some time, though, because I want you to have some good detailed, I got like five questions for you, so... Okay. This is the first time I've ever done this. It's inspired by a lot of the fun shit I see you do on Twitter and your Instagram stories. Uh, but before that, oh yeah, I wanted... all the quizzes I do, yeah, yeah, it's quiz related. You know, um, it's not like a, it's not like trivia though. It's more like what you would do, right? Uh, yeah. But I want to give you a shout out though because you are one of the most, still one of the most listened to episodes of of the podcast history. You're number no two. You're number two. 
most Who's listened to? Who's number one? Uh, Gareth Reynolds from the Dollop podcast. Okay. You would love Gareth. Gareth is an awesome I dude. Bet. I just am stand up. He's a writer. Oh, yeah, we've been friends for a long time now. He's from Milwaukee originally. I know him like, since like 2011 or some shit. Great guy. Um, so your episode was really great because all of the female comedians in Chicago ones I didn't know even came up to me for like months after that episode saying, thank you so much for that because you asked your questions on like, you know, become, you know, being a comedian and, you know, um, the shit you have to deal with and overcome and all that other stuff. And people still said they love the fact that you never did Chuck as a Chicago resident. Chuck, everyone in Chicago underground comedy. It's a, one of the better local comedy shows in Chicago. Um, the week I moved, they let me do it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done it in a long time either. But you know, they're they're a weird show. Sometimes they they go through. But now stretches. they're not. I mean, it's different now. Whatever. Now it's good. I like the people who run and stuff like that. But anyway, it was the. It doesn't even matter the show. The point was, don't get hung uh, up on stupid just shit. Where it's like what you're about to ask me. I'm like, oh, I'm just like craving a Chicago hot dog right now. Oh, that's awesome! I had a Polish from Portillo's for dinner. No, you didn't. I swear to God, I did. It was really good. Last time I was at your house with your before uh, the new one was born. Dylan. Yeah, I remember you, you bought Portillo's, which Portillo's. was awesome. So good. And your um, baby fell. Is that why you remember it? Yeah, poor kid. He was in a new seat thing. And I just said, oh, I think about moving it because I'm worried he's going to kick back. And then two seconds later, he kicked back. Luckily, it didn't develop, uh, didn't stunt any growth or anything like that. But he, he loved uh, Trolls. That's where I saw Trolls for the first time. Trolls is so good. Do you have Disney Plus? I do. It's, I mean, I love it. It's so good. Do you see Onward? No. It's, Onward's the new Pixar movie that was supposed to come out to theaters everywhere, but they just released it on Disney Plus. Was it about space? Onward? No. It's like about, it's like set in like present day, but it talks about like how there used to be magic and stuff and, um, the guy who is the new Spider-Man, Tom Holland's the main voice. The mom is Julie Lee Dreyfus's voice. And then the brother is I have been watching Seinfeld. I've been watching Seinfeld through the I've been watching Scrubs because of the whole hospital thing. I started you watching Scrubs again. Scrubs, yeah. It's a great show, but I didn't watch it in like four, three or four years. Now I'm back into it. All right. Um, plug your shit real quick, though, because I think it's better to plug before we do this. That way people know. Where can they find you on Patreon? So Patreon, I'm Glitter Cheese. Cameo glitter cheese and then my album is glitter cheese and then you can watch my netflix the degenerates but i'm not oh hell yeah that. that's right everyone definitely check all that yeah you don't make any more money off the netflix one so yeah but watch it but yeah get the album get all that other good stuff <laughs> all right i saw this thing when you were doing we were doing different ones like hot dogs and you had to choose certain things so i, I got inspired since this is killgowns pub and ideas drinking and bar conversation and all that fun stuff um i'm gonna ask you your favorites I'm going to ask you, you know, you just answer them. You can tell me why. Um, I, already, I just wish I had more tattoos. You'd look cooler with the tits. All right. Um, it's not, it sounded like I said tits, but I meant to say tats. You'd look cooler with the tats. So these are favorites. What's your favorite shot? If you could only do one, by the way, each one of these is if you could only do one the rest of your life. I'm going to do um, a chilled, like, tequila, a clear tequila, Casamigos, clear one. Okay, nice, cold, like a chill. So it's gonna be shaking over ice. Perfect. All right, I, I like those two. Uh, favorite beer? You can only have beer, one beer, the rest of your life. But will it be available everywhere I go, or if they don't have this, pl- I can't drink it any there. It's available anywhere you go. Miller High Life. High Life, I like that too. Champagne and beers makes yeah. me think of drinking in the Chicago Park District. Uh, all right, cocktail, mixed drink. I like calling it a cocktail better. It sounds more sophisticated. 
Is vodka soda a cocktail or it's are cocktail. we fun ones? Okay. You, you could, I mean, whatever. I think a, a cocktail is a mixed drink. I mean, it's just like mixed drink, like forever and ever. I would say vodka soda. If it's like one fancy one I could have always, I would say espresso martini. You know, vodka sodas are not a drink I drink a lot, but the last time I drank them um, was when I saw you for Megan's bachelorette party. Because okay. that's just, you know, we had bottle service. So you just drink whatever the fuck's in front of you. Uh, that was awesome, man. You were the only guy at a bachelorette, and you got to fight for our honor and our waitress's hour. Honor, like, that was your dream night, too. It went too late. You had to take care of some drunk bitches, but... I had to stay out with... I had to, you were like, because I didn't bring a gift, which I didn't know you were supposed to bring a gift to a bachelorette party. No one was mad at you for that. No, I know, but you said your gift is to stay with Megan the whole night. And Megan uh, never wanted to go home, so it was like, oh, come on, I know I left and I felt bad, but I did do a lot up until that point, and I just had to go. No, everyone I think probably clocked in and did as much as they possibly could. But yeah, I think I was out till about like four a.m. and we went to a bar across the street that Chris Bader uh, like was a part yes. of. Yes, but our waitress was disrespected, and you she defended was. her honor and our honor, and you fucking um, you stood up for the group, and it was awesome. That guy was a dick. He did that whole, what are you saying? I can't hear you. And I'm like, oh, really? You can't? All right, we'll hear this motherfucker. It's like that was when funny. you treat women like shit because they know they can get away with it. Like, we can't fight them. So Yeah. Um, it was, it was a fun night for me, too, though. Around, they'll treat you different. I know. I've seen that shit where it, it's fucked up. No, I, I definitely agree with a lot of uh, the stuff that women have to go through that people don't notice. Because a lot of times we don't notice because we're not looking for it. But not yeah. even that. I think sometimes it's like, well, my friend doesn't do that, but it's like he wouldn't do it around you. That guy wasn't with his friends. He was alone, and he knew he could talk shit to this girl. Yeah, it was weird. When I tossed him to the ground, I stepped back thinking someone else was going to come at me because I assumed he was with people. Because that's the thing with bar fights. Anyone who's been in a bar fight knows when you knock someone down, you immediately have to look towards every other corner. I was in a bar I've fight once. I've never had to fight anyone, but I would say if someone had asked me to describe you in one story, I would say losing your Clada Irish wedding ring in a bar fight in the snow in Chicago outside of a 4 a.m. bar. Yeah. That I wrote into a script. Did you just look at Nicole? Is that why? Did you just look at Nicole? No, Nicole's upstairs sleeping probably. <laughs> I just looked off thinking about how much I like that ring. This replacement ring, everyone, six bucks on some cheap-ass website. That ring was $600, which is expensive for a man's wedding it's a, band. It was a nice-ass ring, and you're, you know, you had to fight. I know. I don't even want to fight. Since I've had kids, though, I don't fight anymore because I don't take that chance. You never know when some psycho might stab you, and it's just not worth it. I don't get involved. I fought twice. One was for Danny Callis' girlfriend's honor, and one was for you ladies' honor. Um, I always feel fairly justified, but I can still avoid this shit a little bit better. But, yeah, one time I got into a bar fight where – I knocked a guy down, and right when I turned around, another fist already hit me. Like, I punched a guy, and my, I turned my face, and I got popped. Like, because it's just, there's so much shit going on, you know? You got to do Tai Bo to prepare. <laughs> I, almost, I almost decked a, bar, a female bartender at a bar fight in Forest Park. No. She no. was behind me. I didn't know. Like, I got hit behind, from behind, and when I turned around swinging, and I stopped, like, a millimeter from her face. I was like, ah, fuck. I'm like, what are you doing? And ladies, that's like, like to the women listening, I know you're supposed to say ladies and shit now, but I still say ladies, I don't fucking care. Uh, women, you got to be careful. There's oh, every bar I've ever seen, a woman gets in the middle and gets hit and it's like, gee, why did you even get involved? Why did you get in there? And I know it's like an instinct thing for all of us every now and then, but sometimes I'm like, come on, you, you would know, you're 5'3", you're 120 pounds, what were you going to do in this situation? Yeah. You know? and it's always for a big boyfriend who's like, he was handling it okay. Anyway, all right, next one. I, you got good favorites so far. I like the High Life answer a lot. I miss High Life. 
I'm drinking some German beer that was in the back. I'm getting a high life tattoo when this is over. Get that girl on my arm. Hell yeah, that's a good one. I like that a lot. All right, next one, favorite drunk food. You can only have one meal and you're, you're hammered while you're having it. What are you, what are you eating? I gotta say pizza. More specific, where, where from and thin crusty oh, dish. Oh, that sucks. I know. I gotta put you on the spot a little bit now. Um, This is more hungover. I'm gonna say, yeah, Domino's. I'm gonna say Domino's pizza and the cheesy bread and, the, and a dessert from there. I would just say Domino's, Domino's. I like that molten cake. I used to, we used to get that. Domino's was a staple in LA because LA's No, no, I take it back. I want McDonald's. Fuck that. I want McDonald's. What's your meal at McDonald's? I'm uh, whatever. Like, honestly, I want a Big Mac. I want a hash brown. I want a sausage burrito, egg McMuffin. I want a McDouble. I want a McChicken. I want nuggets. I want fries. I want the yogurt parfait. I want a soft serve. Like, I fucking... Love McDonald's. I had McDonald's a couple days ago, and I love breakfast all day. Was one of the best game changers in McDonald's history. But also one of the funniest parts of Big Daddy. Such a it really is. commercial to me of that moment. So like, but they stopped at that was ten, that was eleven. No, it's ten thirty. That that was fucking hilarious because everyone what? in the country was. The best part was that everyone in the country who watched that movie was like, "Yeah, we all thought it was eleven. Why the fuck is it ten thirty? Because, yeah, anyway, um, but I do want to say one time I ordered like Bert, like normal, like lunchtime items, and then I ordered hash browns instead of fries. And Langston Kerman was like, That's psycho. But I just wanted the hash brown at the moment, like, but I love the fries. And something I didn't mention that I love too is the two cheeseburger meal. Or I get that all the time, and I love the toys. I mean, I fucking, yeah, drunk McDonald's drive through over waiting for delivery pizza. Okay, I'm down with that a lot. Um, the toy right now, by the way, because again, I had McDonald's a couple days ago. Trolls? Trolls, Trolls yeah. Trolls is the toy next. The Trolls 2 is going to be like, I don't know. I kind of like this direct-to-cinema thing they're doing where it's like, hey, we're just going to give it to you. It's still like $19.99 to rent, which feels like it could be a little cheaper. I know they're trying to like make up the ticket loss, but I mean, yeah. I'm watching it once for 20 bucks. Eh. It's a lot, but it's like if you all went to the movies as a family, that would be like, what, three tickets or two? I wouldn't bring Dylan yet. He's too young. We didn't bring Matthew. Matthew's first movie was June of Toy Story 4. So he would have been two and a half. Two and a half was his first movie. Or no. You didn't mind that he didn't see one through three. <laughs> no, he's seen, no, he's seen one, three, one through three at home. I was saying the first movie in the movie theater. Oh, so he had seen them all. Cool. He had all seen right. them all. Yeah, he loved them. That's like a bond of us because Toy Story, I was 10 when the first one came out. So. Did you see, I did see one thing online and it was like this family is bored and they had all the toys and they recreated the scene of them I, climbing the window. I love that. We do a lot of fun shit like that too all the time. No, the oh. internet is really something that has kept my spirits high, even though Twitter sucks. Like the memes, the videos, the funny tweets of like relatability are really like awesome. No, there's been tons of great stuff with them. My biggest fault with Twitter is they show you tweets from people you do not follow. And yes. that kills me because I'm like, I don't want to see this shit. I don't agree with this person. And then sometimes you find out I have close friends who like this status, you know, and, and it's so divisive. And it makes people think that something's a thing when it's not a thing. You know, 12 people retweeting something does not mean it's a worldwide, oh, this is what everyone's doing now. I try to tell people, I'm like, like, eight, like the whole, those protests, you know, people going, like, going, reopen our fucking stores and those hillbillies doing that shit. There's, like, 25 people at those rallies. 
But the news makes yeah, me think Yeah, but the ones with the guns in Michigan should have been arrested or killed or at least treated like Native Americans or Black people when they protest, you know? Oh, 100% agree. I'm just I trying to tell people it's not yeah. as crazy as they think. It's not like well, thousands of people. And while you were talking, I was like, if we're not talking just like McDonald, my other, I love being at a diner, getting a skillet, and then pancakes to share, but... Hollywood Grill? Come on. Like, some fun place like that. I would have to pick McDonald's just because, but um, consistency. Oh, but yeah, McDonald's is always consistent. I do love a diner. I like uh, a good White Castle. And I, I remember just some drunk nights at White Castle, pretty fun. Um, yeah, any kind of fast food, anything greasy, Diner Grill, I miss. I haven't had Diner Grill in forever. Mm. Oh, man, the look on your face right now says it all about Diner Grill. All right, next one. And this is um, a fun one, more detailed. It's the final one. Um, you get a historical person to get drunk with. Um, I'm going to say Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Okay, explain why and what would you talk about? Um, I, like when I started comedy always in my head, I was like, I'm going to meet Joan, like I'm going to meet her, you know, and it sucks. I never got to, and I'd love to just sit at like a casino or a green room or a nice dinner, like see like a nice steak plate. Like I would like to do anything and have vodka and uh, talk shit and talk and juice stuff, old stuff, comedy stuff. Yeah. I was... Thinking about this. Fashion, celebs. All the uh, stuff you like. She'd be all over Bravo. If she was still alive, alive, she'd have multiple shows on Bravo. Although she had an e-contract, though, I think. No, they're owned by the same, but she would definitely go on Andy Cohen's show. You know, like I I would be able to see her on Andy Cohen for sure. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, definitely. And you two have, um, I was thinking about, you ever do like Six Degrees of Separation? Yeah. Of course, you probably used to do that. You're like, you're one degree from her or two degrees. Oh, well, for, yeah. I'm one degree multiple ways constantly. Because sure. you were on that Louis show and she was on um, Louis' FX show. Yeah. And like, I know Jesselnik. He was on her like in bed with Joan. I, I, it's, um, not, it's not knowing know someone. You got to be IMDb connected. Oh, so it's not a personal six degrees. Yeah, you have to. That's that's how that's six degrees of separation. The game, if you ever played it with people, you would say oh, but like you have to name two separate people. So you have to give Joan and then someone else, and we can yeah. That. The whole game was originally called Six Degrees from Kevin Bacon because Kevin Bacon was in comedies and drama at the time. This game was like connected. So you would okay. say if I said like um, um, I don't know, like name a celebrity. Uh, let's Leonardo DiCaprio. So I have to find how many degrees of separation Leonardo DiCaprio is to Kevin Bacon. So you do like Leonardo DiCaprio was in The Departed with Yeah, but then what did you say? But I'm one degree from Joan. You'd be, yeah, because you were in Harold and Pete. Is that what it's called? Horace and Pete. Horace and Pete. I always say Harold. Horace and Pete was Louis. Louis was in this with her. So you're two degrees technically. Or no, one, because you were in some with Louis and then Louis two, I guess. I think everyone's at least two because one. Oh, you have to be in the thing. Okay, then that would definitely be the yeah. Yeah, you can't just be like, I know her dry cleaner, and that's how, like you know what I mean. It's got to be a credit. Cool. Yeah. So I'm a Horace and Pete away from her. Yeah, totally. I'm actually two degrees from Kevin Bacon. Horace and Pete is insane. Like that, I got to do that is insane. I still never saw it because it was only on his website or something. You don't shit. have to see it, but it is on Hulu. I'm I'm mostly in the first episode, but like. 
straight up Alan Alda and Jessica Lange both tell me to like shut the fuck up in their own ways. Like it's nuts. That's you know fucking I mean? crazy. Yeah, you never think you're gonna live to see shit like that happen. It's crazy. You know? For me, Steve Buscemi is like the top of the tops of anything. But like oh, to have both of them give me lines like that, I was like, I cannot believe it. He's one but, of the greatest character actors ever. Ah, uh, Buscemi is everything. So I like your answer because it's like inspirational. Um, Joan River, did you want me to do like a... If someone has to be dead. They have to be dead. You know, because if it was someone living, I would be like, oh, Larry David would be my choice. just have to know? be dead. Because I don't even know anyone historical, not Joan Rivers, that I would actually care to hang out with. I would want to get, I would want to drink with JFK. Everybody's got some badass stories. Yeah, but he like murdered Marilyn Monroe to me. So like, I just nah, don't. I don't know if that's true. That's a whole, uh, I don't know. I got to dig into that one. I, I think he was behind it. And I just like, can't really idolize him. See, I got to look into that. I don't know if he did or not. But, you know, people said Joan Rivers treated her staff like shit. You still idolize no, her. No, really? The yeah, documentary you, didn't make it seem like that way. Well, a lot of documentaries won't. I mean, you know, Brian Cook, he's a comedian. He used to work on that. The other writers, your writers tried to go on strike against her or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah, and she wanted to keep working. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But everyone's got a flaw. I haven't you know? watched any of the episodes yet. Don't be mad at me. I obviously will watch them all in my own time. Um, but Last Dance, have you been happy? Holy shit. It's been, this is like... And I talked, I talked about people who weren't obsessed with it. Like, you know, we grew up obsessed with the Bulls, you and I. Yeah. We grew up growing up in Chicago. So I'm like, is this just me being a Chicago kid right now? This is so well done. It's shot well. It's dramatic. It's compelling. Megan. Megan's into it, right? This turned Megan. She, CJ said she was crying like 10 minutes in and was like completely like different about like, I like him and I love him and that's it. And like... They got to interview Reggie, and I think she got more perspective on, like, why she hated him and stuff. But even our most, like, intense hater loves it. I think she – I thought Megan probably would have connected with the part about Jordan because I think it was in the first episode where a lot of people were like, oh. Because everyone talks about what an insane competitor Michael Jordan is. Yeah. He talked about, like, competing for his dad's love because his older brother was, like, this badass – and he was just trying to get good because he was trying to get his like his dad's attention. And you're like, oh, okay. shit. That's where it all stems from. That's where he got that competitive drive from. It started with a kid in, being a kid in the backyard being like, hey, look at me. And I remember kind of relating to that because after my parents got divorced, my dad worked on the south side for the park district. So we'd go to the parks he worked at like after school and be there till like 10 o'clock at night and then drive back to the north side. I was in the back seat. It was my dad and my older sister in the front seat, me in the back. It was hard for me to get into the conversation because, you know, I'm in the back seat, so I'm, like, leaning over, trying to, like, be like, what are you guys talking about? Uh, you know, so I think that's how I kind of had to get funny to get attention. Yeah. You know? So I, everything kind of relates back to your childhood in a weird, fucked up way, I feel like. Yeah. And CJ was saying how uh, beautiful it is that it's this one thing that we're all looking forward to every week. Yeah. As so a collective, it's, like, old, it's like old-timey for us. It's, like, so back in the day. So yeah, that's another thing. I know you're a big TV person like me. I, I, when Netflix first started just dropping whole seasons in one day, at first I loved it. Now I'm kind of like, nah, I kind of like spacing it out because it's, it's more, you get something to look forward to. It's joy, it goes, Game of Thrones. It it's hard because like I'm watching The Americans right now and that's a show I wish someone was like, you're on, you're on your phone. You're not actually watching. Like stop. Like this show is too, in, 
you're not actually seeing stuff. But when I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race, it's like, yeah, please give me all in one day. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, I guess it depends the show. This yeah. has been great because it's, it gives you time to process. Game of Thrones, I fucked up. Uh, were you a Game of Thrones fan? I was, but I stopped watching after the Red Wedding. That was hard. So, again, I was, Nicole was caught up. So when the final season was airing, everyone was going nuts. I'm like, all right, I got to do it. I started binging like crazy. And I had an infant, like Dylan was like a month old. So when Dylan would cry in the middle of the night, I'd be like, I got this. I'd give him a bottle and um, watch episodes at like four in the morning. And I was just going nuts trying to catch up in time, binging like crazy. And that is a show that has an emotional toll on you. I would text friends who were like, like Brian Stein and dudes like that who were like, you got to watch it. And I would text them going, you like this shit? I just watched an episode where they were stabbing babies. You fucking like this? What you're, this show is fucking awful. People who are into this are sick and should be on a watch. I was like so fed up. And then eventually I was like, I got into it, but I realized the show was meant to be like, you have to process this, take a week off, take a year off. Because The Red Wedding was a fucked up episode. No, dude, I had a similar experience to you where like the season finale not series finale, but like season finale of five or f- was happening. And so I watched five seasons to watch the finale with everyone live. And that fucked me up. I went, same with Six Feet Under. I watched that all, all together and I did Molly and I went nuts in Cleveland during Accidental Fest in a hostel because I was like real life in the show blurred and I was just terrified of everything. <laughs> and... You're right. Some of these things are just like too much, but I don't know. Yeah, some of the stuff you got to. Breaking Bad, I binged like crazy to catch up with because you were really into them. Like, I got to catch up in time. And spoiler alerts for Breaking Bad, everyone, if you haven't seen it yet, turn this off. Um, when, um, why am I blanking? The brother in law, the D. Hank. Hank, when Hank died, that one fucked me up for a little while there because you were like, holy shit, he can't cover that one up. There's no, you know, everything else we're just like, all right, some stuff's missing, bad guys that no one knows got killed, whatever, all this stuff. But once Hank, you're like, oh, that's your kid's uncle that he loves. That's your fucking brother-in-law. That's, oh, my God. And, and the line he said before that, when he looked right at him, going, you're the smartest guy I know, and you still don't realize they already made up their mind to kill him. Like, you know, that fuck, and then boom, you're like, son of a bitch. That one fucked me up. I remember being like, I can't. That was, that was bad. Still the greatest finale of any show ever, though, right? Breaking Bad? Um, I would say yes, but to me, it's um, Six Feet Under and Veep. Comedian. I haven't, I haven't seen the Veep yet. I haven't seen Veep yet. I, gotta get to, I haven't seen the last season of Veep. I got to get on it. But they're in the same vein, I feel like. Different, obviously. Like, one's hours, serious drama, one's half-hour comedy. But they're similar in their essence to me. I hear you. I hear you. All right, Lisa. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I'd love to have you on. A few more favorite questions, please. Are you having fun with these? I could, I could, I could fucking make up a couple. Need a couple more. All right. You did a female historical figure. Who's the male historical figure you'll get drunk with? They have to be dead. You know what? Here, here's a fun one. Since we both need Patreon content and I'll send you this for your Patreon. Um, We'll do, you'll do a male dead one. Yes. They have to be dead. Then I'll end the podcast, like end it, but I won't hang up on you. Um, and then we could do our living ones. And then okay. we'll, we'll talk That's for another 10, idea. 12 minutes and then, you know, whatever. All right. Okay. Dead, um, drunk. Yeah. Who will you get dead with historical male figure? Um, 
so what first popped into my head is what I'm going to say um, is James Baldwin. Okay. The and I haven't even, like, read his stuff. I just watched, like, the interviews and Fran Lebowitz, who I love, like, loves him. And just all his quotes and interviews look incredible. And I think he'd be smart and I think he'd be fun. And he'd make fun of me, which I like. I need someone to rib me a little. Um, and I think I'd learn and I think I'd have fun. I'm going to say him. I like that. That's pretty good. All right. Now I have to, sh- I should have to come up with a female one to end this before we go into our little bonus content here. All right. Female historical figure for me to get drunk with. Well, I think it'd have to be Marilyn Monroe so I could find out who killed her. Um, <laughs> I think that'd be the perfect, be like, Hey, was it JFK? Cause it was JFK. I got to go back and have some drinks with him and tell him my dear, that was fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. But she wouldn't um, know who like poisoned her, you know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe she would have been like, here's my gut instinct. You know, as the, as, as close my eyes, this was the last fucking thought that went into my head. Um, also, she was like, was she like the first blonde bombshell? No, there was, I guess, ones before her. She'd be a she pretty good like, one. I say like Michael Jordan is like Britney Spears in the late 90s. And it's like Marilyn Monroe in that time. There's nothing that can touch it. You know, like these Lucy. Like, there are these things that are just cultural phenomenons beyond our comprehension that, like, change everything, and she was one of those people. You know, people, you're you're dead on. You're fucking dead on right with that shit. I was, I want to, like, really dig into this and see if there's, like, numbers that could back up my claim. Um, I think with social media, I think we have so many platforms right now that I don't think anyone could ever reach the levels of fame that people did before the digital age, before the internet, which I know that doesn't make a lot of sense because you're like, this person has 40 million followers or whatever. Like LeBron James has 50 million or whatever. But think about how in the 90s, there was no social media, but every time the Bulls landed their plane somewhere, they get off the plane and thousands of people were waiting for them. That doesn't happen nowadays because people could just be like, oh, I'll just go on my phone if I want access to what's going on. I know I what think celebrities like young are teen pop stars, but like what we're talking about, it transcends age and type. It it it's a phenomenon, you know. Like Michael there Jackson. Will, yeah, there will never be the Michael Jackson, Marilyn Monroe, of course. There'll be no, Taylor Swift can show up and have fans screaming, but like it's not the same. It's not. I mean, like there will never be a band bigger than the Beatles. I just don't see anyone ever being bigger than them. I mean, better, sure, but bigger? No way. They were, at the time, the most famous people in the history of the world. Everywhere they went, it was, like, I was trying to tell people, you don't understand that run they had in the 60s. Like, Did you like that movie, Yesterday Land or Yesterday? I thought it could have been better. I thought it could have been better. I saw it in the theater and I liked it, but I guess it could have been better, yeah. No, I liked that. I saw it in the theater, too, with Nicole. Um, and the music was great to hear, and it was got some really fun scenes to it. Theater. Yeah, I did. Um, what did I see instead? Yeah, I don't. I, I've only just really got back into the Beatles because of my son. Because oh, there's a I Be- thought you influenced him. Well, in a way. So there was a movie. The Beatles did movies too, like scripted movies. Um, one was called Help, which was named after the song. And when I was a kid, when I was like seven, my dad showed it to me. He had it on VHS, and I rebought it for him on like DVD ten years ago. 
I'm at my dad's house. This is around Christmas time. I saw it and I go, okay, borrow this. I, I was thinking about it the other day and I loved it. Because yeah, sure. I put it on, not expecting to show my son, who was two at the time, but he was in the room. So I'm like, oh, watch this movie with me. He was hooked. He loved the songs. He loved that. He was following along with the dialogue and everything. And then um, he was like, let's go bring the drum set up because he had a little kid's drum set and he wanted to play along and do all the same. Then every day, Amazon, play the Beatles or Alexa, play the Beatles every fucking day with this shit. And um, so then I got back into the Beatles through him. And that's why we Does saw yes. Does he have favorite songs? Yes. He loves Hello Goodbye a lot. Um, he loves uh, Help. He likes Let It Be. Hey Jude. Hey Jude's probably his favorite. Um, I, one morning I woke up to him singing Hey Jude because I got the baby monitor. Um, and then I think Dylan was kind of like singing along to it too. The whole like, Judy, 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 that part. Um, what else is he like? He likes Baby Drive My Car. You ever heard that song? Yeah. It's a great song. It's got a good line. It's a real uh, entertainment line. Took me a line. second, but yeah. My favorite line in that song was he says, um, the girl, because it's a whole woman singing to him about how she's going to be a big star. And when she is, you could drive my car. She says, um, baby, um, I've got no car and it's breaking my heart, but I found a driver and that's a start. I always like that line because it's like an optimistic, like, I don't have a car yet, but I got you. When I get that car, you know, know, that's fucking cool. But um, everyone, that's been the podcast. But yeah, the movie yesterday, though, sorry, I'm backtracking. I, I really liked it. But then I remember leaving thinking like, it felt like it could have been better for some reason. It felt like there was an aspect missing and I don't know what that was. I feel like the whole, he didn't have as much fun with it as he could have. The only times they showed him having fun was when he recorded that first thing with the girl and that guy in that little studio along the train tracks. And then he became Dude, famous. Can you imagine having to remember all the lyrics and all the chords and keep up with such a big lie and perform. It seems like a lot. Like It does, but I want to see some fun. fun. I understand why. <laughs> yeah, but you know how like in a movie, there's like the first, there's always like a good 10 minute fun scene where he's like, I'm famous and this is amazing. And then it felt like that was so short lived. And then it just became this big, long panic attack of him just being like, I'm going to be caught. But you know what I loved? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Is when those people like knew the truth that they were like, just happy. Like I love that. True. That's I love never that happened. Cause they were like, people should hear these songs and you're doing a good job with, although they made fun of him for missing a couple lyrics on some shit. Yeah. Um, but that was cute where it was just like, you know, I was scared. I was like, Oh, who are they? Are they like, what's going to happen? And then it was like the best thing ever. You know, the song back in the USSR that the Russian guy hears him sing, um, yeah. the Beatles kind of, Paul McCartney kind of wrote that almost making fun of the, the Beach Boys a little bit. Cause that's really? a, cause the Beach Boys had like that USA song or whatever. And so they just kind of like were mocking him a little bit. And there was like a Beach Boys Beatles like slight rivalry in the process, although they didn't really give a fuck, but they had a sense of humor. If you listen to that song, that is the most Beach Boys sounding Beatles song. And it's them just kind of being like, we could do one of your songs, but you can't well, do one of ours. Have you seen the movie Heartbreakers? No. Is that by, by, uh, based on like what Joan Jett and some stuff? No, it's Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sydney. No, not Sydney. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. And Gene Hackman. And one more actor. But basically, like, um, Ray Liotta's in it, too. But Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt are mother-daughter team of, like, gold-digging con artists. And they, like, trick men into getting money from them. And she pretends to be Russian. And they're at a Russian restaurant. And she ends up singing that song. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think you would actually really... 
I like Sigourney well, Weaver. If you would like it, I think you and Nicole would have a fun time watching it. I wonder if Nicole likes that movie and has seen it. She might have. I'll, I'll run it by her, for sure. But well, I think you-, you guys would have a fun date night watching that movie. I do. It's funny and sexy and, like, 90s. It's, like, cool. The last movie we watched together, because we've been so busy, I'm trying to get her caught up on the Marvel movies. I don't know if you're into those at all. You're not. Uh, you, dude, here's the thing, though. I Only because of Disney+, Plus, I caught up with all the Marvel movies. And the payoff is the best payoff ever. Avengers Endgame is... But I bet it's so emotional that I could watch Endgame and still cry and get it without seeing the rest of the trash. Maybe, but I cried. I the only I saw three movies in 2020, and I think I not three, but was it three? Anyway, I cried at three movies, and all three movies were Disney related. Marvel, um, Endgame, I cried. Toy Story four, I cried, and then there was a third one that I think was like a Disney related movie. Fuck, I can't remember what it was. But Toy Story four, I cried. Did you cry at Toy Story four? I didn't, but I cried at three. No, I teared up. But three, I really bawled. Yeah, three was a tough one, too. Four, they, I, like, watched on a plane, distract. Like, I don't think I was as involved in four as I really should have been. Give it another go. Give it another go. Or wait, are you, are you, you should. Do you like the Beatles, by the way? I've been talking a lot about the Beatles, and I feel like you maybe don't like them. Oh, I don't hate them at all, but it's, not, it's nothing I would put on. But I have such emotion, like, I love it when I hear it, and it makes me feel, yeah, I like it. But I yeah, okay, I, I, I get that. I get that, that you wouldn't put them on. The Beatles, to me, I, they have such range. There's so many songs where I'm like, fuck, I didn't even realize that was a Beatles song. You ever seen the movie Sing? It's a kid's movie? Yeah, of course. I've yes. seen it a couple of times. Yeah, I, so you, I, I bought the Happy Meal toys, but then I gave them to Francis Joyce. But, That's uh, very nice of you. So yeah, I'm a big, a big. We're big fans of that movie in this house. Um, and you know, in the beginning, like the one, the guy's like aunt who was a big star back in the day, or his grandma was a big star. She's yeah. walking up that staircase when uh, the little guy, the koala, falls in love with the theater, like the opening scene. That's a Beatles song. I didn't know she was. That's a. I didn't know that was a Beatles song. I only found that when I had like well, an. Well, can you sing a few? But what was it? Um, it's like first there was a way. To get back homeward, I can't sing at all. Okay, um, it's the op- just if you YouTube opening scene to sing, it's her that woman singing it, and it's a Beatle. I didn't know it was a Beatles song. I still have one of the sing toys. It's really cute, actually. I'll show it to you. I gave her all of them, but this one. Nice. Well, I bring up that because there are so many Beatles songs where I'm like, "Fuck!" I didn't even realize it was a Beatles song. Oh, nice, the secretary. Yeah, it'd be great if the eyeball fell out. Um, but I like Michelle. So also like a friend of mine died and she, there's like a video of her singing Hey Jude. So Hey Jude just always fucks with me and means a lot. And then Julia Olsen had a CD and uh, Michelle was on it. And I remember being like, what the, this like is making me feel shit. Like it was like, it's beautiful songs. Yeah. I love yeah. hearing it, but I would never listen to it on my own. Yeah, I hear you on that. That makes sense. James Corden did that carpool karaoke with Paul McCartney. And um, there's a part where I think it'd be hard pressed not to get a little emotional during. I'm because, sure. Yeah, because he, he asked Paul McCartney how he came up with the song Let It Be. Uh, Bart Simpson loved it. How he came up with the song Let It Be. And Paul McCartney was like, it came in a dream, as weird as this sounds. Um, I had a dream about my mom. 
And, you know, it's like during like, you know, everything going, you know, the Beatles were crazy. We couldn't go outside. So everything was just all stressed out about some stuff. And, and in the dream, my mom was just like, you know, it's going to be okay. Let it be. And his mom died when he was like 14 or 15 of cancer. So that's why it was like a real thing. And his mom's name is Mary. So in the lyrics where it's like, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. It's like one of the song lyrics. It's like, oh, fuck. And so it's like, you kind of get a little like, oh, shit, you know? Tears start that welling That song up. always makes me cry. It's like such a beautiful song. They made beautiful music. I'm just like not like a music dork. So. Well, no, I get that. I mean, I'm weird that I'm listening to them all the time now because it's like a bonding thing with my song. Like, I just thought it was like, you loved them. Like you love Nirvana and it was Yellow Submarine. Like it's just so much more than that with your son. It is. He's, he got me back into it and together. We're going, he, I got, I tried to get him into it. I'm sorry I can't say your boys' name, but I'm always confusing them in my head with like other Irish names. Like I'm always like, fuck, I'm going to say the wrong one. And I That's know. fine. Just Matthew and Dylan. I know, so but like, I know it. And while you say that, I know it. But every time I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up. It's all right. I can't remember Joyce's new kid's name. <laughs> Fiona from Shrek. Fiona. Okay. That's, your, that's a nice Irish name too. All right. Um, everyone thinks. Her, um, no, this is cute. Fifi. Fifi. Oh, I like that. Some of Maybe us call Fifi. her Fifi. I call her Fiona, but some of us call her Fifi. All right. Very nice. All right, cool. Um, everyone, follow Glitter Cheese. That's Lisa's name on everything, or Patreon's Glitter Cheese, all that kind of stuff. We're ending this now. Subscribe to my Patreon. You just look patreon.com, Joe Kilgallen, and Glitter Cheese on Patreon, too, where you can find this, and you'll be supporting um, some, some comedians who aren't making money right now. So support Lisa, though, because I'm lucky enough to have a wife who's incredibly <laughs> essential to our survival as a fucking species. But um, is it here? I just can't even imagine that she's working so long. and She's amazing. Life. You know, she does... Um, you know, I don't know. She just always has a good head about herself. So even when she's like stressed and tired, she doesn't really, you know, take it out on people the way I would. So <laughs> she's, she's pretty great. Um, all right. So yeah, everyone definitely check that out. Uh, this has been Kilgallen's Pub. Cheers. <laughs>